and welcome to the Heal, Equip, and Release podcast. I'm your host, Karen Cruz. I'm a wife, a mom of five, a licensed counselor, and I am so passionate about seeing women set free as they are healed, equipped, and released into their God-given identity and purpose. Scripture tells us that God made each one of us with a specific plan and purpose in mind, and His plan for our lives is meant to lead us to a future of hope, blessing, and unshakable peace. However, today many of us find that we are far from experiencing this promise in our daily lives. The truth is, we are in a war, and the battle plan of our enemy is to wound us in such a way that we miss out on the fullness of God's vision for our lives. In this podcast, I will walk with you and lead you to an experience of God's healing that will renew your mind, reignite your spirit, and set you free to joyfully fulfill the unique mission God has placed on your life. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast today. I'm super excited to be here with you and to be recording again with my dear friend, Erin Ingold of Metanoia Catholic. We both just really felt called to record an episode for you just to help in this time of of fear, of fear and panic, a spirit of fear that has really gripped our nation with this coronavirus situation that's going on. And just that we need to know God is really calling us to embrace this promise that we have as Christians to have a peace that surpasses understanding. You know, it doesn't mean we're irresponsible or reckless or we pretend stuff isn't going on, but there's a peace that God wants to give us that is our inheritance that, you know, we, we really need to take this as an opportunity to learn how to do that. You know, a lot of our a lot of our stuff gets exposed during times like this, like where we're really putting our trust. And, you know, I, I'm just praying that we can give you guys some help today, some encouragement, some tips for how to step into that piece that surpasses understanding so that we don't become victims of fear and panic. That really, I know the enemy right now is just wanting to cause division and fear and isolation and just this this whole, you know, mentality of lack and not enough. And I have to get my own and you know, you're seeing what's going on in stores and all of that. And I mean, we really need to make sure we're not cooperating with that and just entering into a place of trust and surrender with the Lord. And so we're going to have a discussion about that today and give you guys some tools to help you in your journey through this, this kind of difficult time right now. So Aaron, what about you? How have you been kind of managing all this? What are some of your thoughts on, on what's been going on? Karen, thanks for having me back. I really enjoyed the last time we... Yes, me too. Uh, recorded that podcast. It was so fun. So, all right. How am I dealing with fear? I think, well, when we discussed talking about this on the podcast, I always go right to the definition and kind of like find what it is. And because I'm a little bit of a theology nerd, I am by no means a theologian, but I always like looking at things through that lens. And I looked up uh, Father Rippinger, or Ripperger, I don't know how to say his name, but he he um, writes about all the passions that St. Thomas Aquinas talks about, and he talks about fear as being one of the passions. I don't need to read the whole definition t- to you all, but basically summed it up, fear is an anticipation of some evil. So like fear aids us in, in some ways, it protects us, right? Yeah. Um, when we actually, when we actually notice that there's an evil, we are afraid and we stay away from it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So that protects us. But 
when we stay in that place of fear and this there's like kind of this elusive evil out there it can turn into anxiety and panic mm -hmm. and that is unhealthy right. in a sense. Yeah. so i i kind of am sensing that that's what's happening right now not saying that the evil isn't valid right but like what are the facts here mm -hmm. absolutely yeah fear i think that's one thing it's always important to point out that all of our emotions our emotional responses are good in that God, and when they're in line with God's purpose for them, you know, even anger, you know, all this stuff that anger and fear has a place. Fear is a guides us to to know when to protect ourselves and when there's danger, but there's a place where the fear takes over, right? And and so we're in this place where there's a healthy amount that says, okay, you know, I'm going to pay more attention. I'm going to be, you know, washing my hands and trying to take care of myself. I'm going to do what I can do to the degree that I can, you know, without panicking like there's this a health like a fear that's that's within the confines of of a trust a trust in god being in control god with us and even this the reality that there we on this side we, when we're christians we know this isn't the end you know so much of the fear that's going on i think is because of our attachment to this world in a lot of ways mm -hmm. and and so you know we're, we're prudent and we're responsible and and there's a a reality that there's something that could harm us and we want to protect ourselves. But at the end, we're like, and we're going to do what we can. And the rest is up to God, you know, and, and that that's a place we can live in that's responsible yet not being crushed by, mm -hmm. by what we can't control. Right. And I like what you said too. It's just like, also be smart. You know, it's what we're not saying is to ignore what's going on, you mm -hmm. know, wash your hands. Like I'm saying, like, I have not been watching the news at all. Um, and the other day, Matt was even like, um, you should probably turn on the, no, we don't have cable, but he's like, you should probably just kind of get an idea of what's going on because what can happen is like so much of my business is from like my home. So I never leave the house, you know, Matt's the only one who comes and goes. So I'm like kind of a little bit of a hermit. So, and also we don't have cable, so I don't watch the news. I've always made it like um, not, I, I don't like watching. I never have watched the news. Um, I always figured I would get the important stuff by people I love. <laughs> and if I needed to do more research, I could go ahead and watch the news. But the other day he was suggest, he's like, you should probably look this thing up a little bit. And, um, and from that, what I got was, okay, we are militant about washing our hands. Anyone who comes in the house washes their hands before they touch Avila. I wash my hands even when I'm here, you know? So I, I've heard this in the past and I, I really like this. And I don't know if this is, if this is real or not, but like anxiety is the fear of fear. It's mm. kind of fear compounded. Yeah. And it's kind of like fear of being afraid or fear of losing control, which is right. leads to fear. So that's where anxiety can come from. Um, and so I, I see what's happening out there. It's this kind of constant stream of anxiety. You even said when we were talking about this earlier, you felt the heaviness. Yeah. You went to the grocery store. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if anyone had that experience, but like, you know, when I'm here and I'm guarding my environment, like, yeah, I don't putting my head in the sand. I'm tempted to do that sometimes, but it's like, okay, what can I do to be prudent? I can't, I don't, there's no way to know where this virus is. You can't live in fear like that, but what can I do to be prudent? 
And I'm not focusing on that. Cause like we talked about in the last podcast we did together, what you focus on grows. So oh, yeah. if I don't want to be sitting in fear, I, I have to just be prudent, do what I can do, let go intentionally fix my mind on what is good, true and beautiful and stay in that place. And, and it works. And then you leave because most people aren't doing that, unfortunately, right now. And you go out and you feel it. Like you feel what's going on out there. And it's, guys, there's a spiritual battle here. This isn't just a medical thing that's going on. This is the enemy for sure is having a heyday right now with fear because fear is not from God. I mean, it's just yeah. like, I mean, the, the kind of fear that overtakes you. That's mm-hmm. that, um, you know, because, you know, scripture says true love casts out all fear. And so we're meant to be living in love and trust. But right now, this losing control, like you were just talking about, is really taking over. And like any way people can feel control is like they're grasping and like chasing after control, whether that's, you know, the, you know, all the jokes are being made, but like the whole toilet paper run craziness that's going on, like just whatever it is, I'm going to feel in control. And then, and then it just, it's, it's gone. It's gone out of control the mm-hmm. this this pursuing of control which is really at the end of the day an illusion because it got I mean really we had a certain point we come to the end of ourselves and I think that's what's hard about kind of a, an invisible virus is it you really are come face to face with the reality that like I'm not really in control like I'm really not I can't I don't have like microvision oh there's a virus don't touch that and so you have to let go of that at a certain point and just say, okay, this is what I can do. Lord, I trust in you. Jesus, I trust in you. It's a great mantra to be saying in your mind, like prayer, Jesus, I trust in you. You're, you're a good father. You're, you're, you're going to walk us through whether we get this or not, you're with us. Um, and so I think that's, that's an important thing too, as we're, as we're looking at all that's going on here. Yeah. And you said something about trust, which is the opposite. If you, if you want to look at the opposite of kind of this need for control, it's definitely trust. I was listening to this talk yesterday about how we build on our ability to trust in God. And it's similar to how children build their trust in parents. Like it's kind of like this exercise of, of, of uh, giving your goodness to your children. So it's like, I, I am good. Okay. Like you want to go up the stairs, you're, you're standing at the bottom of the stairs screaming and that's what you want to do. So like, I'm going to come and bring you up the stairs. Yes. Right. Um, but I think there's, there's so much to this and I'm really excited to kind of get into the practical applications here of like mm-hmm. how to get ourselves out of that state of panic and anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Um, and how to like, you know, look at this as a healthy fear in that we wash our hands, we do what we need to do. Right. But also we don't need to be living in this state of anxiety. So like, I think there's so much of the answer here is to be looking and focusing on God's goodness. Yeah. Okay. And everyone's going to be like, oh my gosh, enormous eye roll here because like, (laughs) right. Like really that's the answer. But, um, when we don't know God's goodness, we don't trust. Right. We can't trust. And so I think that's really um, the remedy here. Yeah. Get out at least of that place of panic. So, okay, here are the practical applications. Yes. Number one, we got to notice the fear. We so often want to not like note, it's, it's, it stays this ethereal thing out there. And we got to notice that we're feeling afraid. 
We got to name it and say like, oh, it's fear. Okay. Because even in the spiritual world, when you know the name of something, you have authority over it. Hmm. And we know by our baptism that we have, if, if this is a spiritual thing and there's all elements that are leading to that, you know, um, and I'm not saying it's just a spiritual thing, but let's take care of that. So you actually, in the name of Jesus, by the right of your baptism, you can actually name it and renounce it in your own life, in your own brain, you can actually name it. And then you want to allow it. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, wait a second. So like, you know, the Lord is, says like, fear not, whatever. But I think when we don't allow it, we don't allow the critical thought to come from it. Okay. So like whenever we, we resist emotions, because when we don't allow it, we're resisting it. Whenever we, we resist emotions, we're actually, it's like shoving a beach ball underwater and trying to keep it there. It will come out. It will, it will find its way out one day, you know, one day. And it'll be this big explosion probably of some sort. Or we try to cover it up with like anger. I see a lot of people who are afraid and it comes out in anger or in some other way. You know, it's like going and grabbing all the toilet paper rolls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in yeah. the grocery store. You know, so there's all of these different ways that we're trying to deal with fear and we just don't know how to just be like oh lord i see what this is it's fear i'm gonna just allow it because now i can actually critically look at it when i'm when i actually allow it and i also know that i have authority over it in your name so that's the first thing notice it name it allow it i think a lot of people too we don't allow our emotions because we think we're going to be overtaken by them because the last time we probably allowed them, we were like 10 <laughs> and we were overtaken by them because yeah. we didn't have that intellectual capacity to critically look at them. So this is when you actually allow it. Another thing that happens is the, this is when you're activating your hippocampus and your prefrontal cortex. So now you're bringing in your higher functions of your intellect into this. So the next thing you want to do is you want to write down all of your fears our brains are not processing machines. We need to get things out on paper so that we can now critically look at them. But when we're, they're just in our head all the time, it's just bouncing all over the place. It's kind of, um, that's another reason why I think people fall into anxiety because they um, don't know how to sort through all of the stuff in their brains. So if you write down all of the fears you say, I'm afraid of dot, 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 write them down. So like for this coronavirus, I'm afraid that my children, that my elderly parents, my elderly grandparents are going to get this, like write it all down. I'm afraid that we're going to turn into Italy, right? Like write it all down, write everything down. Then what I want you to say is what are the facts? Now, a lot of people are going to be tempted here to go and listen to more news. And, and maybe if you don't know all the facts, you can do that, but be limited to the amount of time yeah. that you do that, um, which I want to touch on that later. But I, yeah, I would say, what are the facts of this? For instance, like my child doesn't have it right now. That's a fact. And it's really important to bring it back to the present because yeah. remember fear is the an anticipation 
of something evil. So it's something in the future that we're afraid of. This could happen. This could happen. This, this could be, bring it back to the present. What are the facts right here, right now? That's Even the fact that 80% of the cases are really mild, you know, like that's a fact. Like right. 4% and most, I mean, it just, I just think sometimes we're all focused on, again, focused on the worst case scenario, mm-hmm. but that focus just builds fear. Now you don't deny that that's there, but you can choose to focus and remind yourself of like, okay, most of this is mild. Let's just, yeah. Just as a side note, like that's, that's another fact that you can put in your your fact list. Let let your facts not just be facts that confirm the worst case scenario, but that also intentionally look for what are some facts that can bring calm to this. Like nobody I know yeah. has it. Mm-hmm. 80% of the people plus don't even, that's one of the things. Some people I think don't even know they have it because the mild, the symptoms are so mild, you know? So that, I think that's great. That's a great point where it's like, there's facts and some are negative and some are positive, mm-hmm. but you're kind of objective at this point. Yeah. So you're not like letting the story you know, I was reading this article where it was talking about fear and it's like, fear always has a story attached to it. Mm-hmm. And it's always something in the future, which right. hasn't happened right now. Mm-hmm. And so I think like- to re- remember that the, the uh, media is selling fear because fear sells. <laughs> fear keeps you coming back for more. That's why I'm like Aaron and I am really like very guarded in how much I read or listen to because it behooves them to make you like from a marketing standpoint, to make you afraid so you keep coming back. So yes. just be aware that they that they just know that. So there's a lot of fear that's driving what they're sharing with you. So just another side note, like you have to be intentional. I think when you're making this list of what's true to say, okay, because that, that bias that we have is like looking for what we expect. So mm-hmm. when you're even looking for facts, be careful that you're looking for, okay, what are some of the facts that are out there that are going to go against this expectation that I should be really, really afraid and panicking. So, mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah, make it, we're making our list. We're getting everything that's in our head out because we can't, that's just such a great, powerful example of just something simple we can do that we often don't take time to do. That's just get it out of your head. That's why counselors and coaches and knowledge are constantly saying, get a journal because it, that action in and of itself brings release, just releasing those thoughts, emptying them out of your head onto paper. Yeah. And when you're looking at them critically, it's like, they're just words on paper. You're kind of like, oh, that's it. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> So now we have written those things out on paper. We're looking at them critically. We're asking, what are the facts? Here's another thing. So number five, what you want to do is take action in rewi- rewiring your brain away from fear. Yes. Okay. So we're kind of doing that, you know, we're taking this action, we're writing down stuff. Um, but now the, the reason why I say that is hope, the word hope and the virtue of hope is the anticipation of God's goodness, mm-hmm. which is actually the opposite of fear. Yes. If, it, if you look at fear as the anticipation of, of evil, right? Something evil, hope is the anticipation of God's goodness. So I want you to like, just think about that. What are, how are we anticipating God's goodness in our lives right now? And, and when you deliver, and you spoke about this, Karen, too, earlier, when you deliberately focus on God's goodness and gratitude, that I think is the remedy for this. And it's going to be really hard to do. 
because I think so often we're not very good at being deliberate about this and and using our prefrontal cortex to yeah. do this. Yeah, yeah. I think all of this, like what just God wants to walk with us through our fears. Even even you're mentioning before, it's really sticks out to me, or, or just the power of looking at like a little like a child, how they are. I mean, the scripture talks all the time about how we have to become like a little little children. We have to become like a child to enter the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. Like the kingdom of God, you know, the St. Paul says, it's not eating and drinking. It's, it's joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. So it's not having everything we need. That any, Anyone can have peace when they have everything they ever want. They have all the stuff. They have all the control. Like I feel peaceful because I'm in control. Well, I believe the Lord is bringing us to a place right now in our world. He's allowing this because he wants us to come face to face with the reality that we are like, we are not our own gods. Like, I mean, we basically we live in a world that is really trying hard right now to be its own God from creating children and, and, and species and all just crazy stuff happening in science on that level with trying to be gods. And, and just this, this whole attitude of like, I mean, practice, I say practical atheism, even within the church where, mm-hmm. you know, where we find our solace in, what we feel from control, really, but not in trust. And But little children teach us so much. I mean, even as parents, if you just can study your children for a while, just that they're, they're not worried. They just trust, if they trust in you, they trust in you to take care of them. And, you know, they'll ideally are, you know, obedient to what you're asking them to do to like help in the whole, in, in life and whatnot. But, but at the end of the day, they're not sucked up into, fear. And when they're afraid, what do they do? They come to you and they receive your comfort. And I think this is where I love talking about how meditation is such a huge part of the rewiring process. And as Christians, the power of not just meditation, like you could do secular meditation. I strongly encourage Christian meditation because you're inviting the Holy Spirit, the counselor, the healer to come into the process of healing your brain. What are you meditating on? Like how to meditating on scriptures and we can give you some, I'll put some in the show notes and I can send you ones. You can even do guided meditations that you're intentionally focusing on the love of God, the care of God that casts out all fear that really, and even at the end of the day, what is the worst case scenario? When we're really honestly looking at our story as Christians, you know, scripture talks, there's no fear in death, right? Because Mm -hmm. I mean, the worst case scenario, and I'm not pretending that everyone should just be like, oh yeah, I'm not afraid to die. Like that's, that's, that's a very saintly goal to get to. But, but that really, when we're honest, worst case scenario is perfect bliss with God in heaven. Like that's like this, this Mm -hmm. is really, we're not living for this world, but regardless of that, if you can, you could ponder that a bit, like that's the worst case scenario is heaven. But when it comes to right now that there's an opportunity in the midst of this fear to let God care for you. Like he's not just this distant like idea. Cause I think a lot of people, myself included for the first 22 years of my life really haven't encountered this like deep intimacy of the comfort of God. That's real. That's like a real thing you can experience and where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more when there, God is close to the brokenhearted. He is close to those who, if we let him to those who are gripped by fear when we turn to him. So even this whole thing of writing down and journaling, like taking that to another level where you're journaling to God, you're like, God, this is the stuff I'm feeling. This is what I'm afraid of. This is what I don't know how to manage right now. And then sitting in, in stillness, 
meditating, whether it's a guided meditation I can send you or just a scripture that speaks to you, where you let him speak to you. In the same way a parent speaks to the child who's in fear and holds them and comforts them, the fear is for children and in our lives aren't always alleviated by a solution. It isn't always like, um, you know, well, this is what we're going to do. Sometimes it is, but a lot of times it's the trust between a child and a parent that brings them peace. It's like, okay, you've got this. Yes. Okay, mom and dad, I just wanted to make sure that you're, you're good. Okay, you're good, so I'm good. And and that's a real thing God wants to give us, I think, during this time. It's the gift on the other side of this trial that is why St. James calls us a rejoice when you encounter various trials. So Mm -hmm. we can rejoice in this trial if we really press into what God wants to give us, which is the fruit of peace that surpasses understanding. And that you set aside time, especially there's a lot of people who are home from work right now, who like, like, I mean, there's some things you could say, oh, this is so hard. Okay, but is there an opportunity in the difficulty? Is there an opportunity to go to a place in your spiritual walk in the middle of Lent, lots of time potentially to really say, I'm going to do this, this whole meditation thing. Like I've never done this before, you know, but, but God is my comforter. That sounds nice. Like Mm -hmm. I speak into my heart in a way that I've never encountered before. I want to open myself to that. So like that is, and I'd love for you to speak on this, Erin, because you're so good. Like how meditation or how, what you focus on, how that like literally rewires your brain. Like that's the thing. So it's so interesting because I, I just, a couple of weeks ago, I gave a talk and it was only in front of maybe like 30 people, but I get really nervous with public speaking. I just don't, don't like it, but see that that's a thought, you know, I don't need to, to keep thinking that. So leading up to it was actually, interestingly enough, a thought, I mean, it was a talk on the Holy Spirit. And I started reflecting on this and the whole week leading up to it, I was kind of just like, Holy Spirit, come, Holy Spirit, come, Holy Spirit, come. And I realized one of the names of the Holy Spirit is God's love poured out, mm-hmm. which is because it's, it's the love of the father and then the love of the son back and forth. And that's who the Holy Spirit is, right? Mm-hmm. So it's literally perfect love. And what do we know about perfect love? Pass that off here. Yes. So I took this group of young adults through a breathing exercise that I just did because another name for the Holy Spirit is the breath of God. And so what I just did intuitively, I did not get this from anything. I know there's like a lot of people out there like breathing exercises. Ah. <laughs> like it's not God. Like I'm like, okay, whatever. I don't know. But this is what the Lord gave to me to do. So what I did was, okay, Lord, you are the breath of life. I can breathe in the Holy Spirit and breathe out fear. I can breathe in the Holy Spirit and breathe out. Do that with my clients. I love it. Yes. Yes. And just kind of go through. Now you have the list of the things that you're afraid of, right? Like I'm guessing a lot of people out there would be like the fear of loss of control. You can breathe in the Holy Spirit and breathe out the fear of loss of control. That is like the most basic way to meditate right now know that the holy spirit is perfect love and he is the breath of god okay mm-hmm. so when you're breathing him in he's the he's perfect love that casts out all fear you're breathing in the perfect love that casts out all fear and then breathe out all of the toxicity all of this extra unnecessary stuff yeah 
that we're kind of working through right now. That's a great practical way, just if, even if you don't have scripture right now. Now, Karen's going to share with you scripture, which is also the word of God, right? So if you're waiting for a response to this, um, that would be great to reflect on after this breathing exercise. And this is so simple. You can do this with your kids and just have them picture literally the Holy Spirit going in through their nostrils because that is how God breathed life into yeah. into Adam. No, it's so good. And breathing, it, I just love that because I think as you're, I love that we can take this practical exercise of making a list and you turn it into a prayer. Like, and even just that you guys can know that everything you do, you know, this whole idea of praying without ceasing and taking every thought captive, all this stuff sometimes feels huge and impossible when you hear that. But as you begin to just see the Lord wants to guide everything you're doing. And as you're writing these things out, you also can begin to be aware of, okay, well, what's the opposite, whether it's like, um, you know, what's the opposite of fear? It might be like, obviously love, but uh, ways of looking at love, trust, you know, faith, hope, all those things, the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, self-control. Those are, I mean, that's what you really, honestly, that's, that's what we need, right? How do we get through a time of this? The fruits of the Holy Spirit. Those are a gift. And even for you to know, this isn't about you doing it right. This is another thing like, okay, so the only way I'm going to get this is if I do it right. God wants to do all the heavy lifting here. I think so often we're, we're just not making ourselves available, you know? And if you just take some time, you know, this Len, this week, this weekend, or well, you won't probably hear it this weekend, but when you hear it, this episode takes and set aside some time just to sit with the Lord and let him love you. Let him speak love into the sphere that you're experiencing. This is a real relationship that is meant to, meant for you to have, meant for you to walk with the Lord in every situation you face and that you will grow through the struggles. You know, one of the scriptures that the Lord keeps bringing up is Isaiah chapter 30, um, verse 15. For thus the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel has said, in repentance and rest, you will be saved. In quietness and trust is your strength. And there's just so, that, that itself, there's so much to meditate in on that in it alone. Because it, if you really look at it, it's so opposite of how we generally live that you're being saved through rest and repentance like it's also like yeah. completely opposite of how we're reacting right now oh yeah exactly like there's there's no quiet yeah. right the news feed is on all the time we're on facebook you know it's just generating and the trust is you mm-hmm. know like just go look at the toilet paper aisle yeah <laughs> yeah no and we're not in the quiet like in the trust the strength joy the joy of the lord is our strength too that's another another mm. scripture. but just the quietness and the trust like there's such a lack of quietness in general you know in our lives today that and then now with this there's the temptation to have even even less quiet and that you want to really fight that with the strength that god wants to give you just Come Holy Spirit, come Lord Jesus, like these little breath prayers that you can pray throughout the day as you're doing this, you really, I really believe this is meant to be a time that you're going to experience the closeness of God as never before. Mm -hmm. The enemy wants you to freak out and isolate and sit in fear and God wants you to draw close to him. And it's, it is times like this, that we have an incredible opportunity to come to the end of ourselves and to 
go to the Lord. And again, it doesn't mean you <laughs> don't do precautions and, and be aware, but be, I mean, in a situation like this, there's not, you know, there's only so much you can do. And then the Lord wants to just speak, speak peace into your heart. And, and I just think sitting in that, just receiving, you know, rest, rest and receive is a word that the words the Lord keeps speaking to me, resting and receiving. It's so in our world of performance and drivenness and make it happen, resting and receiving just like, it just doesn't seem like that's not a real thing. Those things don't go together. Right. But that's how God works. Like rest, trust, like be like a child, trust me and I will take care of you. I will show you what to do. I will show you when to act. I will guide you. Um, and I think this is a time where we're being called to step into that. Yeah. No, I think there's so much that you just said there that I'm like, preach, girl. Preach. <laughs> but going back to like, how else do we take action? So we yes. do the Holy Spirit prayer. And I highly recommend doing that. It just slows things down too. Because yeah. I always think of fear being very fast. Like internally, it's just like, boom, boom. Like you have a reaction. Like you see something, you have a reaction. And then it's out of control, you know, now it's panic, right? Mm -hmm. And it just kind of slows things down a little bit. But also we've talked on, we've spoke about this a number of times, but being deliberate about protecting your mind and what is going into it. Yes. You know, look, if you want to watch the news, great. You can do that to get the details, get the facts, right? And maybe you have a couple different sources, but don't let it be on all day. Like, be limited about it. Be very deliberate. You're protecting your mind. Yeah. Just keep that in mind <laughs> that you you need to be the guardian of what's going on because Karen, you've said this a couple of times, but what you focus on grows. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, and if you're focusing on all of these things that are outside of your control, how are you going to respond? Another thing for you to focus on God's goodness is to worship. Like, Put on some praise and worship in your house if that's the way you worship yeah. or meditate, contemplate on, on the scriptures, Lexio Divina, like whatever you, however you like to worship, maybe listen to a talk or something, Yeah, get your mind off of it. So now you can actually start ruminating on good things and not all of the things that are scary. I think worship is huge. Like it's a huge thing, whether that's a, a silent, like just going through a litany of praises of God, if that's more your, like more of a contemplative style, but if music lifts your spirits, cause there is just a reality that music has like a frequency that affects you like scientifically that it can really change. I know when I'm in a fearful or overwhelmed or anxious or angry place, one of the first things they do is put on music that goes against it. And honestly, it's like the last thing I want to do sometimes, <laughs> but I'm like, okay, the resistance I'm feeling is a sign. I have to like rise above. Like, I don't want to listen to that right now. And it's like, well, yeah, of course you don't. Cause that's not resonating with where you are, but you want to move in the opposite spirit. You want to use the power of your will mm -hmm. to say, no, like, I know this is where I am, but I'm going to choose something with my will that goes against it and come like fight to come into agreement with that to like resonate there as opposed to in this place of like fear I mean really fear and anger because you said anger I want to touch on that really quickly because if you're noticing yourself being angry and short like like I'm just so because especially as parents and if you're like me and your kids are going to be home like for the next two plus weeks because school is all canceled mm -hmm. like there's you know there's generally anger can be an issue with parents and children, but it might be worse if you're struggling with fear. 
but just to be aware, like if you're feeling that it's a sign likely that you are carrying something right now, that's more than you're meant to. You need to spend some time probably in the quiet and just to be like, all right, I need mommy, mommy needs a little break. I'm going to go, maybe you go take a shower and like, just pray. I love to pray in the shower. Cause it's like quiet time, but like what, you know, sometimes it's an opportunity to ask yourself, what am I carrying right now that God isn't given me? Cause if you're feeling overwhelmed, mm-hmm. you're carrying something he's not giving you to carry. Yeah. You're, you need to give some stuff back to him. <laughs> and I want to like, he's saying, give me my stuff back. Like, I'm not asking you to carry all this. So give it back to me. I'm, I'm going to carry this for you and you need to carry your children. You be that source of love and peace for your kids. They need that from you. Let me carry this thing. That's not meant for you. Um, and that's just that awareness. Like you say, like, just to be able to name it, like, okay, I'm feeling angry right now. I'm feeling really nervous. I am feeling overwhelmed and not just to like shove it down, like stop feeling that way. Go yes. away. like, okay, no, I need to, I need to go deal with this. And that's like, might be like, okay, kids, I'm going to let you at the show. And I'm going to go to my room for 30 minutes and breathe. Just breathe. Mm-hmm. I love that. The simplicity of just breathing in God's presence, releasing the anxiety. I mean, there's scientific facts behind the fact that if you're breathing in, like I tell people, breathe into a count of five, breathe out to a count of six. If your out breath is longer than your in breath and you're doing as slowly and comfortably as you can, you're going to stimulate the vagal response, which is a natural body's like, you will relax. Like you can't not, it's an automatic response, but it's got to be slow enough and, you know, controlled, but it will, like it will just relax you. Breathing is real. Like you can't argue it. It's science. It just works. <laughs> Breathing, but then inviting the Holy Spirit into it, listening to scripture. And I'm going to close our, our, our episode in a few minutes with Psalm 91, because I think it is just such a powerful meditation, like just to visualize the reality of God's presence with you and to breathe. Um, and I just, like, I just know that if you do these things that we're talking about, you will go to another level with the Lord in your, in your spiritual journey, because he always allows challenges to help us grow. If we cooperate with the Holy spirit in them, who's closer than ever in the middle of a challenge. So, um, yeah. Wait for us to like call on him. Yeah. One thing that you said, Karen too, it was, um, you're talking about emotions, especially fear and anger. And because, this is just the Catholic Christian way. We shove those things down because we're like, I know I shouldn't be angry and I know I shouldn't be scared because God says not to be afraid and God says not to be angry or whatever. I don't know. We have like these thoughts in our heads. So like we shove these things down, but the truth is, is like that causes more disintegration by doing that, by shoving them down. Like why not just be really real with God in your prayer and just be like, Lord, I am angry. And like, and, and then actually you can use the same thing instead of being like, what am I afraid of? You could say, what am I angry, you know, about Mm -hmm. and write all a list of that stuff too, because your brain is trying to process all of this and it's coming out and then you're shoving that emotion down and you're saying, I shouldn't feel that way. So you're judging yourself on top of it and criticizing yourself. So it never gets processed and taken out of your brain. So you can actually critically look at it, but you can do the same thing with that, with the angry, like, what am I angry with? Or who am I angry with? Or what am I angry about? So there's that thing. And then the other thing that you're talking about music, and I want to share this with you because I think this is really fascinating. I was listening to an exorcist talk about, it was like spirits of the air. 
And that's kind of like what you were explaining, what you felt, this heaviness when you walked into the grocery store and like this heaviness of fear and, and how to counter spirits of the air, even in your home. You know, you can burn holy candles that have been blessed, that kind of blesses the air in your home and music, play music, yeah, play godly, beautiful music. So it's spiritual warfare too. It's not even just listening to something to change our minds, which that's part of it, but it's also spiritual warfare. You're actually like, open the windows, get those puppies out of there. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Thank you. Well, you know, I really think that we've given you guys a lot enough to t- enough to think on and pray on. And I really just feel called to, to end this episode with um, Psalm 91. So I'm just, I'm just going to read this and this would be something you could even save, you know, go back and use this reading as a, as an opportunity to meditate and close your eyes and listen to it over and over again. And meditation really is just focusing your mind and realizing, first of all, I always tell people, it isn't like a performance thing. It's really just the exercise. And if you don't do this, it's going to be hard and that's okay. You know, but it's, it's exercising your mind to choose what you're going to focus on instead of it just being autopilot, just being pulled in a thousand different directions. You're like strengthening the muscles of your brain, so to speak, by focusing on this thing, like these words, like letting these words turn into pictures in your mind, obviously inviting the Holy Spirit into this process and and just ruminating, tossing around this, these truths. And I, I always like to say too, if any of you are, are worriers, you are expert meditators because worry <laughs> is meditation. But I say it's like the meditation language of hell because it is not, it's like focusing on fear and, and all the different things you could be afraid of, all the different angles of fear and just fix there. And it is just getting out of that by focusing on goodness, truth and beauty on God himself, on his truths is the meditation that will heal our brains. That is really where, and we can choose to say, I'm not, and it's not easy. So don't beat yourself up. If you're in a habit, that's a strong neural pathway. It's going to take time and practice to overcome it. Don't beat yourself up if this is hard, but it does take practice. So you're going to be choosing to focus in these next few moments on the words of truth in Psalm 91, allowing them to be, to come alive, to see pictures, to see whatever comes and just toss it around, like toss it around in there and then listen again and see, and just maybe you'll jot in your journal, like what truths came to you through, what is this revealing to you about the heart of God? What is this revealing to you about your story? What is God speaking to you? Because his, his word is alive and active. He's speaking to you through it. So just be open to receive. So Karen, before I, yeah. real quick, before I meditate, I always consecrate my imagination to yeah. God. Beautiful. Yes. Because that's another thing too. Like worry is a misuse of our imagination. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Consecrate your imagination. I love that. Okay. Go ahead. Beautiful. Okay. So Psalm 91. You who dwell in the shelter of the most high, who abide in the shadow of the almighty, say to the Lord, my refuge and fortress, my God in whom I trust, God will rescue you from the fowler's snare from the destroying plague, will shelter you with pinions, spread wings that you may take refuge. God's faithfulness is a protecting shield. You shall not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that roams in darkness, nor the plague that ravages at noon. Though a thousand fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, Near you it shall not come. 
You need simply watch. The punishment of the wicked you will see. You have the Lord for your refuge. You have made the Most High your stronghold. No evil shall befall you. No affliction come near your tent. For God commands the angels to guard you in all your ways. With their hands they shall support you, lest you strike your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the asp and the viper, trample the lion and the dragon. Whoever clings to me, I will deliver. Whoever knows my name, I will set on high. All who call upon me, I will answer. I will be with them in distress. I will deliver them and give them honor. With length of days, I will satisfy them and show them my saving power. Thank you for listening, guys. God bless you and know that we are praying for you. If you'd like to connect with others and chat with me about what we discuss here on the podcast, be sure to join our Heal, Equip, and Release podcast Facebook group. You can also learn more about the counseling and healing services offered by Two Hearts for Her by following us on Facebook and Instagram or checking out our website at twoheartsforher.com.